You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome into the Gig'em 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined by Brian Baroni, a pre-early signing day edition of the podcast here. We're going to dive into all of that after a big recruiting weekend uh, over on the site and, and around campus. Brian, how you doing? Uh, good, man. Just, uh, you know, even though we've had the early signing period for, you know, a few years now, it's still, you know, it's still just so different, it, you know. February, the signing day in February just used to be nuts. I mean, so much drama leading up to it. You knew everything would be finalized. We're now, you know, some of the class signs now, a few of the, you know, real drama ones are are February, but there's not really, you know, so there's not really one day with all that. But this year, there's sort of the added wrinkle with way more transfers in the portal than ever before. So it's just sort of a, a wild time. I know that coaches, uh, you know, I'm talking to some college coaches, they have bowl games going on, so practice for bowl games. Yep. They have, uh, you know, had official visitors, and then they're trying to, you know, trying to get the transfers sorted out, too. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff. I think the NCAA probably needs to look at that schedule again because, I mean, this is just a crazy time. Like, uh, you know, SMU played in the game, what, Saturday night? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, so this is the final official visit weekend anybody could have before the signing period and before the dead period. And, you know, they're they're at a game, you know, so they can't have players on campus. So they really they really need to look at sort of sort of all this stuff and maybe figure out a better way. You know, maybe have a signing period in uh, in September, you know, for guys that have already been, you know, have already been committed. They talked about um, I think one of the recommendations that at least the NCAA council was working on was potentially doing one late summer and then doing one. Yeah in February as well. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And and to your point, Sam Pittman was one of the people that was very vocal in his bowl game press conference um, was, was watching that this morning about how he's having to replace a tight ends coach, a defensive coordinator oh, yeah, coaching and group. deal with, and deal with the transfer portal and deal with signing a class on top of NIL on top of everything. It's you're right. He, he kind of talked about the same sort of thing that, you know, they've got to take a look at the calendar and, and, you know, adding this adding this transfer portal window into early December has probably added that new wrinkle that nobody was really sure how it was going to work out. And and this year we talked about it on last week's podcast that, you know, it was going to be interesting to see how many coaches were out at um, the state championships this weekend over in, in at AT&T Stadium. And to be honest with you, not really a ton, because I think to your point, everybody was kind of focused on big Visit yeah. weekends. I think Texas Tech had a had had one coach out there. UTSA had a couple at at times, but really not as many as I thought there might be. And and I think a big reason for that is is everybody was focused on uh, kind of the early signing period and and hosting massive official visit weekends on uh, on the last week. And that goes for Texas A and M. Huge huge weekend. Obviously, a lot of big name visitors in town. Javon Thomas, David Hicks. Um, they had Marcel Reed, Tony Mitchell, a few of the guys that that were in town. Brian, um, your early reaction to how Texas A&M did this weekend, and and what you've kind of heard on your end? 
Uh, I think I think really well. I mean, there have not been any, you know, uh, kids go public with a commitment or anything, but yeah. I expect them to land some of those that are uh, committed elsewhere that came in uncommitted. Uh, David Hicks solidified him. I mean, he, uh, you know, he committed A&M a bit surprisingly in uh, late September over Oklahoma in an A&M struggles for the season happened. And, you know, he visited Oklahoma and Oregon multiple times, was at Oregon uh, the weekend before this past one. Um, you know, so A&M was really trying to shore him up and and looks like they did so and it'll be signing on Wednesday. So, you know, even if, let's just say that was the only thing that happened. I mean, that's uh, that's still a big deal. And then, you know, they were working to shore up Javon Thomas, who LS, uh, TCU's trying to flip, you know, working to land all those other guys, plus the transfers, man. I, you know, Tony Grimes, I think it's probably out by now that he, uh, you know, he can't sold his USC visit. He was supposed to head there after a night at A&M and head to USC, but you know, they were enjoying it so much, and I think it, it bodes well for A&M that they're, you know, he and his family just decided not even to go out to California. So, Dowden, similar feedback, and, and we've got a lot more on the site. So if you haven't signed up to Gig'em 24-7, we've got a lot more updates on there and, and the latest to get you guys all squared away before. before. I we, think there's a half-off deal, too, uh, half off for fans deal right, right now through, through signing day. Yeah, you can get a 50% off an annual subscription through signing day. Um, so be sure to check that out oh, we're, oh you also get uh hold on you also get paramount plus with that and yeah. i think uh top gun uh what's the top one sequels it's awesome i watched it i think I've... the new the new top gun whatever top gun maverick maverick <laughs> it's uh yes, it's sir. about to be uh launched on paramount and then there's you know yellow oh no yellowstone's not on there then there's you know tulsa king and and the uh, 18 13 or whatever it is you know a bunch of stuff so you get paramount for free too so you do you know try uh, it out try it out give it a give it a whirl and um, you won't regret. We've got a lot of stuff over there on on all the latest on on the recruiting front, and you get um, and you get some added perks the longer you stay on the site. So uh, definitely a definitely a nice perk to the to the subscription. And um, you know, I've heard of similar things, and I think one of the big big things uh, positive wise from this, a lot of the key targets you talk about, Javon Thomas, you talk about. Jaden Platt were some of the last guys that were on campus. And we know Jimbo Fisher likes to stagger it that way to have those guys be kind of the last people that um, are around. Yeah. I think we last year when we, when we kind of talked about this, Bryce Anderson was one of the guys that was kind of the last guy to meet with Jimbo Fisher where they could shore things up. And um, they like to kind of do it that way. And um, you know, the reviews from a lot of guys have been that they really got to see what they wanted to see this year. There's an update on the site on Jaden Platt and, and he really talked about the academic side of of the visit and how that was one of the big boxes he had to get checked this weekend and um, A&M was really able to do that and as they continue to battle Stanford and Florida and so I think you know as 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 rough as this season went you know A&M hasn't really had other than the big news was obviously Anthony Hill um, committing to Texas last week that was a huge blow for for A&M but They've managed to hold this class together um, and keep a lot of the core guys. David Hicks is a big, big example. Ruben Owens is a big example. And now you kind of work from there and, and, you know, keeping Chase Basantis in the fold. Um, yeah. He tweeted over the weekend about his A&M visit. I think to be able to keep this nucleus in the fold and have a lot of other visitors, it has a chance to, to end up being better than A&M expected. And you, and you mentioned it, it was interesting to see how they, they brought in the transfers at the same time. The Tony Grimes, uh, Mason Cobb was in on a visit. It shows you they are they are looking to attack the transfer portal in 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 a couple areas, which we've been asked about a lot. Yeah, I mean it's not the 
numbers, you know, we would have expected, you know, just having three guys on uh, on campus this weekend of transfers, you know, they're really going to have to hit it, you know, see what they get in the early mm -hmm. signing period and then really hit those guys, uh, you know, after that. Because, you know, uh, it's a dead period through the middle of January for high school recruits, but there is a five-day window from January 4th to 8th that those transfers can take official visits. You know, if uh, most of them will be on campus at their new places in January. So, you know, they got a they got an extra week to be able to to check that out. So I think that's going to be a pretty busy week for A&M getting transfers in. You know, a guy like Adari Halsey in New Mexico, uh, safety, um, and some others uh, like him will po possibly be there. But, you know, I think things look pretty good with Tony Grimes and with uh, and with uh, Mason Cobb, you know, headed into, you know, when, when they're hopefully, you know, planning to announce soon. No doubt, and that would be two of the biggest areas of need. I think when you look at what a And M, they've they've lost a lot of cornerbacks in the transfer portal, and and that looks like and and to the NFL draft, having to replace a guy like Jalen Jones. You've had guys like Miles Jones, Brian George, Denver Harris, all enter the transfer portal. That just is an area that a And M is going to need to to shore up depth wise. And you know we've we've mentioned on the site, but not every guy needs to be a five star. But a And M just needs guys from a depth standpoint at that at that position too, and, and guys with experience, um, you know, to replace him and, and, you know, having guys like Bravian Rogers and Javon Thomas in there as well is, is good, but you, you know, adding a guy like T Tony Grimes would obviously be, would be a huge bonus. Um, and there was, there was certainly more good news on, on a big area of need for, for A&M this weekend. And, and we're going to dive right into it right after a quick break. Welcome back into the Gigum 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined by Brian Peroni. Brian, one of the big things we've been tracking the last week or so has been Edron Cooper, who uh, posted on Snapchat and kind of hinting at at leaving via the transfer portal, yeah. and AM had to work really hard to to keep him in the fold. Um, tweeted over the weekend on Saturday, I believe it was on Saturday, um, right in the middle of the state championships that yeah. uh, he planned to return to A&M for another year. And, and it, it's just a massive deal for A&M given some of the losses they've had at the linebacker room with Andre White and Ish Harris and uh, Terry and Lee all entering the transfer portal to have a guy like him come back. I think at least makes you feel, feel much better about the, the linebacker room overall. Oh, 100%. So when he posted that Snapchat, you know, he's like, you know, a and I'm out or whatever he had said. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of fans, I think for good reason, sort of freaked out over that because, you know, if he's gone, you have two linebackers. You have uh, Marcello Harris, who was a true freshman this year, and then, uh, you know, Chris Russell, who would have, you know, who's planning to come back for a super senior year. That is it. You know, three is already, you know, a and only plays two at a time, but three is already very thin. Yeah. You know, you need to replace them with, you know, transfer portal and with freshmen. But, uh a two would have been ridiculous, especially a guy like Cooper, who's so versatile. I mean, plays Mike, but can play outside. You know, I know, you know, LSU was really hoping he'd, he'd go in there and they'd get their, uh, you know, hometown guy back. But, uh, yeah, he, that's that's huge for A&M to get him back, um, you know, because I think he, he could have potentially gone to the draft, too. So, you know, yeah. he, uh, he, yeah, he committed to A&M over the transfer portal and the draft, which uh, bodes well for next year, especially, yeah, with those losses. And I know, I mean, you had talked about corners before the break, and I know you and I had talked about this off there, but like TCU, you know, one of their yeah. selling points of Javon Thomas, hey, <laughs> we've lost some cornerbacks, and we were going through, like, and it was lost seven, seven yeah. cornerbacks. I think there's three 
three coming back. So I was like, I don't think the, the depth chart is going to work. You know, they're, they're still trying to sell themselves. And I mean, they're in the playoffs, but the depth yeah. chart probably isn't the best, uh, the best selling point when it comes to. I was, talk- I was talking with somebody about that today who mentioned, you know, geez, well, uh, you know, TCU could potentially lose up to four guys from the quarterback room. And I was thinking, well, A&M's lost more than that. So yeah, it's like up, up know, to four. Yeah, <laughs> up to, only up to four. That's, that's more than A&M even has. That yeah, that's four. more than A&M even has. They're going to be able to, they're going to be able to sell early playing time. There's no question about that. Like, don't, you know, it, it, of all the things you want to sell about A&M, early playing time might not be one of, because A&M's going to be able to offer that too. And, yeah, and that no, goes for sure. Rabian Rogers. That goes for, Javon Thomas, so I'm not sure if you're trying to flip Javon Thomas, that's necessarily the best yeah. recruiting approach to have. Now, the the college football playoff, that's a that's a valid thing yes. to be able to sell off of. But selling early opportunities in the cornerback room, I think AM is as bad a need there as as anybody. And yeah. you know, with with Edron Cooper, I think that's the big point is number one, you keep him away potentially from arrival in LSU that yeah. would have been probably right at the top of the list of, of potential destinations um, had he had he entered the transfer portal. And two, I think you, you have some veteran building blocks to, to build around on that side of the ball now, obviously, with, um, with Antonio Johnson heading off to the NFL draft. This defense can really be built around McKinley Jackson and and Edron Cooper being the two leaders and Tyreek Chappell as well, being another big leader yeah. in that room that gives you some faces on that side of the ball to be able to step up. And I, I think on all three levels, but essentially of, of the defense, I think that's another huge component to it. It is, is, is Edron Cooper is going to be a real leader of this team next year. He's going to have to be. Um, and, and so, you know, to have, to have leadership voices on that side of the room, I think is big. So completely unrelated, but when you mentioned Terry Chappell, have we forgiven him yet for his uh, his commitment ceremony? Oh in high gosh, <laughs> you know he's You're in Philadelphia. About... He, yeah, he's in Philadelphia, and he plans to announce. Uh, I guess it was during the pandemic at uh, on Fourth of July. Or like, come on, man! Like, not in our yeah. day off, and then it's like I'm announcing at night on Fourth of July. It's like, come on! And then he had so many technical issues with the screen, you know, because he wanted to show the video. I think it ended up like two and a half, three hours late. You're like, come on, dude! Like. I didn't get to see fireworks, man. I'm still yeah. mad at him. Well, I think the other two other parts of that is uh, one, I think what somebody left the projector out the night before, and so they were trying to figure out if the projector was still going to work, and it rained, and so that was one component to it. Two, you were going on PTO the next day. <laughs> the next day. <laughs> That's right, that was. And you were waiting for the the Tyreek Chappelle thing as kind of your one last thing you had to do. If it stretches to midnight, I'm not covering it. I'm, <laughs> yeah. off. I'm out. You were starting. You were starting PTO on July 5th. I remember that, and I was talking back and forth with Brian Doan, and we were like, "Well, that sucks for Brian because he, <laughs> he's been waiting to go on PTO, and he's waiting for Tyreek Chappelle's family." No, I think I was annoying Tyreek because I'm like, okay, uh, ETA now. He's like, a few minutes. I think I got that. I got that text a lot. Just a couple of minutes. Like, come on, man. Come on. Let's, oh, he was, let's... oh, he was a great kid even in recruiting, you know. I mean, he was one, uh, you know, just to talk about him. He, uh, when he took, no, when he got on the plane, because, it was, you know, he was recruited in the pandemic year. When he got on the plane to enroll, he enrolled at A&M in January. 
when he got yeah. in the plane to enroll, not only was it the first time he'd been to A&M, it was the first time he'd ever been to the state of Texas. Yep. So he committed and signed with a school that he'd never even been to that state. And you know, I guess I'd say things worked out well for him, but, you know, just sort of, uh, you know, you, you know, we, we forget about, uh, you know, all that recruiting class went through. No doubt. And you, and you look at just what, what A&M got out of that recruiting class. I mean, he was the, the second lowest rated prospect in that recruiting yeah. class and, and has turned into ar- arguably one of the, one of the jewels of the class. And, and you're right. I remember you were asking him questions about Texas and it was like, man, he, he doesn't know what he's, he's kind of getting. Yeah, he was here. expecting, he was expecting Cowboys at A&M. I was like, well, I mean, if you, if there's going to be Cowboys at a school, it, you know, it might be A&M, but no, I mean, he was, you know, he just, he was expecting the wild west, you know, when he showed up, he had zero clue. He did come with his teammate, you know, Elijah Judy. So Elijah had told him, you know, a little bit about it, but yeah, he didn't, I think he was surprised when he got there. It's like, oh, it's just like any other city in the country, you know. It's pretty normal. And yeah. you're right. I mean, yeah. that, that recruiting class, just that, the, the number of kids and from the train in the transfer portal right now, a lot of it I think has to do with, they never got to go out on visits. Yeah. So, I think you know, LJ Johnson was talking to Chris Hummer and mentioned, I never got to go on an official visit before. And so, you know, he took his official visits out to US, UCLA, I believe, and SMU and, and, and said, look, I've never got to experience an official visit before because this group did everything over Zoom. And I think they were doing what, Zoom official visits? They were kind of trying to do everything yeah, over, yeah. over Zoom. And, and it would be kind of like the kids are already Zoomed out anyway. They're going yeah. to class all day on it. So. Yeah, it'd be like he's doing a, He's doing a Zoom official visit, and, and it would be kind of like, okay, well, what's different from from everything else you guys yeah. have done the last couple of days? So it was it was an interesting, interesting time. And, and Tariq Chappelle, you're you're right; he's turned into a, to one of the leaders of this of this class now, and and things have worked out pretty well for him and Jordan Gilbert. Honestly, two guys in that class who have, who who are going to be relied on heavily um, at that safety position. Um, and Brian, I. Continuing with just another one, what do you think Mason Cobb would would mean? Just and how important do you think he is in terms? We've 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 gone back and forth with folks on the board on whether he's more important or Tony Grimes is more important. Which guy for you is a bigger priority? That is both? a good one. I would say. I mean, honestly, so A and M has what uh, Tyreek Chappelle at one corner, and yeah. really nobody right now at the other. You know, Tony yeah. Grimes has experience. He started you know over thirty games at North Carolina, so you know you've got that experience coming in. So I mean, that's important, but. Anum also does not really have a true mic. I mean, we talked about how Edger and Cooper's playing that. You know, if uh, if Cobb's in there, you know, as a, as a guy in the middle, then it could give uh, Cooper a chance to move back to you know his more natural spot on the outside with his athleticism. I mean, his uh, his freshman year, sophomore year, whatever, not this year, last year. I mean, he was flying all over the field. I mean, you saw that guy just making plays from sideline to sideline. I think you know if you're able to get him coming off the edge, some uh, that's really important. So. Uh, I don't want to say one guy's more valuable. If I, it's a gun to my head, I guess I'd say probably Cobb. Just, I mean, really just because the linebacker room is so thin, you know, so thin. And, and this, you know, Martrell Harris doesn't, you know, doesn't really even have the experience. So, I mean, it's really just two guys with, with actual, you know, true full game experience. Yeah, I was going to say Mason Cobb too. And, and one of the things for me is you, you look at one of the biggest issues of this defense last year was stopping the run. And, you know, a guy like Mason Cobb is, is, is I think going to be able to shore some of those issues up? Just a, a guy that's a, a known as a sure tackler, a guy that's that's smart. Kind of that that you mentioned that Mike linebacker that they they just don't have. They're they're trying to sell 
Torian York, who who's another guy who's on campus this week and on being sort of that that leader of the defense, but yeah. I'm not sure they necessarily have that guy on campus right now. And and to me, York's going to be a guy that maybe needs a little bit of time to to get in the weight yeah. room and and need a year. I don't think he's an instant contributor. So as big as Grimes would be, they're both huge. Let's not let's not get anybody confused or or say one's yeah. less important than the other. Both are. Both are huge needs, and obviously at receiver, there's there's a couple important targets as as well. But um, probably the two more important guys right now that are that are out there in the transfer portal in A and M is is certainly targeting both of them. Um, yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see how Texas A and M kind of finishes out this class. Obviously, there's there's a lot of big decisions coming up over the next couple of days. We'll have you covered again over on the Gigum twenty four seven site. So be sure to sign up there if you haven't already and and give this a a like and share and we'll be back next week to to kind of break everything down once the dust settles from from this week and 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 have more on the transfer portal as as the attention kind of shifts there and and you know towards national signing day obviously as well in february but to everyone enjoy enjoy this week have a have a great week have a happy holidays um coming up at the end of this week obviously and and we'll see you guys soon <laughs>